Coffee Time Wednesdays with uh, the Prairie Farm Podcast. Can't hit us with the jingle. Do 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 do. Maybe now. Burger Burger One Nine. Welcome back to the Prairie Farm Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's us. We are sponsored by Hoxie Native Seeds, and uh, I've got Hoxie Native Seeds heavy on my mind because that's my topic today. <laughs> nice. It is, uh, we're like supposedly hours away from Snowmageddon 2024. Hours away. We might be like 45 minutes away. Hmm. It's a Monday. I you just guys get are hearing stuck this on out a there. I'm just going to get stuck in the shed. There's going <laughs> to there's be such a pile of, in He's front of the doors. In, hang out with the raccoons in the middle of the night. Dude, what if you found out the raccoons like came out, they like set up a fire and they like put chairs around the fire and like roasted marshmallows and you were just with them. And I was invited. He's just like, yeah, yeah. It's just the raccoon people I'm of Hoxie Seed. I would, I would change my view on raccoons in our, uh, in our shop. <laughs> well, currently they crap on things and rip open bags and. Just, and not just crap. They, diarrhea yeah they they explosive <laughs> diarrhea all over kent and uh <laughs> that's not my topic today here's here's my topic here it is it is we planted today yeah it's january the and, middle of january and the work day before that and the work and the work day before and that the work day before that and we couldn't really plant too much before that because it was pretty actually muddy. we did remember uh we did silky wild rice that's right the day before that but um it's kind of weird. This was a, a weird planting season. I want to go through planting seasons today because I get a lot of questions. Get a lot of questions of when good time plant is. Uh, my grammar wasn't great there. But here, here's, here's the gist. There's two planting seasons. One, if you're in Missouri, it's going to start a little later. If you're in Minnesota, it's going to start a little earlier. But roughly November 15 is the beginning of one plant season. And the next one... Roughly the 1st of May is the beginning of the plant season. But there's so much wiggle room. There's very few hard lines. For instance, this year, if we plant on November 15, no bueno, because it got 60 degrees and rained after that. Yeah. So the and, – and I I had to tell many farmers, like, hey, I know that you're waiting on us. It's not a good time to plant. This would be bad. It would germinate – you know, it yep. could. You know, a large percent of your seed, two large <clears throat> percent of your seed could germinate especially, and then die. Especially cool season species. Oh, yeah. June grass, that would have been out there. Wild rise. Um, SOG kind of behaves like a cool season grass a little bit. Sky blue aster. Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been terrible. So basically you want to make sure that every day – stays below 50 degrees after you plant. Mm-hmm. And that is called a dormant seeding. And then I don't know why, but they changed the name to frost seeding when the ground's frozen. Um, and so you really can plant any time in Iowa between November 15 and March 15. Uh, we had a guys, we had uh, some guys plant like a thousand acres the first of March in I think 2021. And uh, maybe it was 2022. I think it was 20. 20- 2021 and that was really interesting and they sent me a picture in august and the switchgrass was like almost chest high mm. you know it really came through uh, now granted they did heavy in switchgrass and switchgrass could grow in a rock but the point stands it could then you get a gap in the end of march where it starts getting warm but it's wet and it gets cool in the evening it could still easily get a strong mm-hmm. frost you, you don't want to plant there in fact we won't even ship out seed 
uh, on our uh, the Prairie Farm website, which if you're looking for like residential, that's the place to go. We have really good mixes there. Uh, and we won't even ship stuff out. I think last year we started the 1st of March. We quit mm. shipping it out until May 10th. And then you can still order, but we just shipped all of it May 10th. Yeah. And then, um, and you could probably plant the second half of April. That's fine. You know, but starting around in May, you want to wait for there to be a good rain in the forecast and then plant right before the rain. Now, if you call me and say, hey, it's going to rain in three days. Can I get some seed? I can make that happen. It's difficult. Please don't do that. <laughs> please, yeah. please order it and then just Keep have it on, it on that seven-day forecast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that actually. I just had to emergency ship some stuff earlier, and I looked up the UPS price to ship it. it was down in uh, It was down in Southern Missouri, and then he was like, "Hey, we're about to get uh, some sleet or something. It's going to be perfect weather uh, in three days. Can you get it?" I was like, "I can, but like, you're not going to like the shipping price, you know, that they quote yeah, you for getting that." So, but he was okay with it. That's what he wanted, and 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 that works for me. So, I think uh, uh, then you, and again, Minnesota is probably about the same time frame. Missouri, I would stop shorter of this, but up through March 30th or sorry, not March, June 30th, you can plant. Mm-hmm. And it's less about like how in that time frame, it's more about like getting a rain on it. Right. Cause yeah. it's just going to sit there dormant until it gets moisture. So, right. um, but then when you hit July and I like, it's getting too hot. Don't, don't plant. Just wait till the fall. Wait, just, just wait. Um, cause a lot uh, we we put pretty heavily some cool season grasses in there because those will come up the first year and help hold the mm-hmm. soil. None of those are going to come up in July. You know right. that, that's that's not a good time frame. Well, again, not just the grass species, species but sedges and uh, also uh, um, a lot of the early blooming flower species too could be. Yeah. So Kent, you got a yard. Um, you prep the area for some prairie in your yard, which Kent and I both have uh, prairie areas that mm-hmm. we should start to be seeing stuff this year. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, this coming year, but, uh, um, y- y- uh, October 15th, is that a good plant time? No. Okay. Okay. What about November 15th? Possibly. If what? If, uh, you know, well, this can be kind of tough anymore, really. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if this guideline, you know, that guideline date shifts back a little bit, just like, you know, they you know, USDA changed the different climate zones for, for, uh, growing, yeah. you know, different plants. And, uh, I could see that date shifting back. I would never feel comfortable myself, um, planting before Thanksgiving at our latitude. Yeah. Um, historically, you know, it always seems like November stays in that 40 degree range most days. I feel like maybe it dips 50s. cold. And but you'll then, snow, but then it hits when it hits Thanksgiving. It's like boom, that's when it when it, the temperature mm. dumps off, and that did happen this year. It was cold, but it jumped. But then it went it right back up, real strong yep. early December. Yeah, yep. so it was like sweater, hardly sweater. Yeah. Weather. So I think you know if you can wait more to like mid December or you know where those nighttime yeah. temps are probably going to keep the soil cool enough that you're even even if it warms up during the day. Um, the soil temp should remain cool enough from those overnight lows to yeah. prevent an early germ and then a freeze yeah. out, you know. What about what about February 10th? 
Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd do February tenth. What 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 could possibly there be an issue with on February tenth? Uh, if you have some, I mean, you could uh, you know have one of those uh, spring thaws where you know you get like a three, four, maybe five day stretch where those temperatures go up a little bit and mm-hmm. you have some moisture left on the ground from melting snow or something. And, yeah. But again, you know, soil temp that takes that's that's a lot slower moving than is uh air temp yeah. so keep that in mind too and there's another thing that i'm thinking well cold cold stratification you know some of those species they need 60 days now some anything that needs more than 60 days like it's probably you're either gonna have to strat in your fridge yep or it's gonna it need to sit just, there for two years <laughs> it's gonna have to sit there for two years yeah you're like canada anatomy so, you know that that takes it needs uh, 60 cold, 60 warm, 60 cold. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Half a year. Have to be you there need for a, a while. Basically, you need to harvest it in the spring and then get it ready for the next spring. Right. And but so, there's something you missed. I want to bring it up. Snow. You can plant in snow. Yeah. The key word is in snow. You cannot plant on snow. If yeah. the snow is two inches thick and hard, don't plant. Yeah, I think uh, the last qualifier you put on there, what's the snow like? I've actually heard somebody who who's planted a lot of prairie uh, who, who told me that they like to seed after like a real, like, a, like an inch of snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason they like to plant in that shallow snow depth is because it's a, it's a um, uh, poor man's GPS, right? Oh, you yeah. Know, you can see where... You can see where you, especially if you're hand seeding, mm-hmm. you can see where you've dropped seed before, and that snow kind of uh, protects the seed. You know, it, like yeah. it, it keeps it down on the ground from blowing off or, or uh, you know, birds pecking at it. If it goes on top of the snow, though, you just basically created a buffet line for yeah. all the birds. Well, and I mean, just the wind, a little, yeah. little bit of wind, and it can run off. You know, when it melts, yeah. stuff like that. I mean, so let's think about. There's um oh Kurt what's uh Russell Kurt has been on the podcast his daughter she's been doing this experiment of planting seeds immediately yes. when they're ready to harvest and that's interesting we've done that with some of our species before we just took them out the field and they were clean enough and we put them right back in the field um and and there's been some success with that I think it's been mixed success there's mm-hmm. been times it didn't work too well but uh and you know a lot of those species hold on to their seed. You know, some of it just drops it. Some of it holds on to it. Just depends on species. But, but my point is that there's no hard answer on when is the correct time to plant. If I'm planting my fields, this is how I do it. I plant the first half of December right before snow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when I like to plant. Um, and then if we think about seed dropping on the ground, uh, they're not, corn and soybeans they're not designed to go deep into the ground they're designed to fall on top of the ground there's a few like big ones round-headed bush clover you know is big pretty big and heavy or dense i could see it wiggling itself into the ground buffalo grass actually uh carol was telling me that likes a little bit of soil depth yeah yeah Yeah, and you think about those seeds are bigger they got some more weight mass to them but so what does bring uh seeds to the correct depth if there is any correct depth it's water. You know, mm-hmm. if, if humans were totally removed, what would happen? The seeds would either fall down or blow away. They hit the ground. And the only thing to work them in is water or, you know, a hoof. Yeah, you know, a hoof right. could do it. Yep. Um, and there are a few very rare, very hard to grow species that basically require smothering and hoofs and to even grow. Um, but for the most part, water is going to do it. That's why it's really good to do it right before rain 
or right before a snow is because then when the snow melts, that water will bring it to the perfect depth, which is different for every single seed. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my, that was my topic. The rule of thumb is after November 15, up until March 15, as long as there's not too thick a snow on the ground and it's gotten cold enough. And then after May 1st, up till June 30th, but you want to, until it rains, that seed will just sit on the ground dormant. It's not going to like grow. It It needs some moisture. So if you've got like a small spot in your yard, you could easily water it. You know, that would be ideal, but yeah. Yeah. Just another reminder to be paying attention. Be paying attention to what's going on around you, you know, yeah. look at the forecast, um, know your ground, know the conditions of your ground. That's another thing, you know, if, if uh, the ground is too spongy or something like that, you know, too soft from being worked or something like that. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a risk that you can run to with as that ground levels out, the seeds kind of drop down into the cracks and they can get yeah. buried to, uh, to when they get pat, when it gets packed down again, right. either by feet or driving over it or cold to packer. A lot of people say, should I rip up the ground and then seed it and then cold to pack it down? No, you should. If you are going to rip it up, it's not the end of the world. Cold to pack it down first. Right. And then put the seed on top. Right. right. Yep. Yep. Kent, what you so, got for us? Uh, after my little of, school lesson. We just yeah. Had there. Well, yeah. kind of a, an update on, uh, what's going on with the farm bill. Um, so as you probably recall from the last time we talked about this, there was, you know, the stopgap funding bill that was passed back in November. And uh, another thing that was passed with that. And so th- this is just me kind of doing some more research. And I read an article on this, uh, this uh, farming magazine we get called the sunflower it's a publication of the National Sunflower Association. Oh, that's right. Uh, I took the whole time last time, so you didn't uh, get to go no, through it's, this. No, it's, it's, it was a good article. It was uh, titled 2024 Farm Bill. Where it stands is by uh, John Sandbachen is the author's name. And uh, uh, he just basically, you know, said what we've kind of already talked about. Hey, you know, what's, what's um, going to happen with the farm bill? We're due for a new one. We're still in the 2018. That's something I had forgotten about. I, for some reason, 2020 was sticking in my head. Mm. But it's actually all the way back into 2018, and a lot has happened with different aspects of the Farm Bill beyond just CRP, which is the one that we're most interested in as a CRP seed provider. But uh, there's a lot of stuff within the Farm Bill. Nick has yeah. walked us through some of those other things in there. But um, – uh, a lot honestly, of stuff, guys. Yeah, well, and, and I'm Funding glad- to research aliens, that's in the farm bill. You know, read it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. But, no, that's not, that's but, uh, true. Um, but I'm glad those other, the, the other, like, really big things, like, for instance, school lunches, you know, and I think also, like, um, uh, food stamps are a part of the farm bill because those are way bigger programs than CRP. So it increases the priority level on you know, updating the farm bill. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but what he said, and this was something I didn't understand. So the stopgap thing, yes, that kept the government open. So basically NRCS offices, FSA offices, honestly, the USDA was able to, um, you know, still go to work, still work on CRP plans with, with customers or, or, you know, producers that want to put it into their, into their acres. Um, but, uh, 
that didn't really address like, okay, what, what about the funding behind? So that keeps people employed that are working on it. But what about the actual funding of the farm bill? What, what, what about that funding? Where is that? Is that what's going on with that money? And there was another uh, kind of a similar stopgap type thing uh, passed um, that uh, Biden signed into law, I think also in November. I was just reading an article on it. Um, let me see here. I have it in a second. Um, yeah. So on November 16, President Biden signed into law uh, H.R. 6363, the Further Continuing Appropriations and Other Extensions Act 2024, which extended the Ag Improvement Act of 2018, more commonly known as the 2018 Farm Bill. This extension allows authorized programs to continue through September 30th of this year 2024 mm. and so that's a little bit different than the stopgap which i think ends like when january 20th or something i thought like. it ended in november but no I'm... that's when it was signed oh uh, okay and it was going to last until november or okay. until january so the idea is they need to come up with a new federal you know budget come january we're going to have a government shutdown which yep. then takes those people out of office but that's separate from the funding for the farm bill. So people can still get signed up and can still are still going to be getting paid for their CRP acres and everything. And I guess, you know, they'll either punt again when it gets close to September 30th and they'll sign some other, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be bipartisan, but ain't nobody signing something as big as the farm bill two months before they're supposed to get. Well, and the other problem is ever since that, all that drama, which went down with that stopgap deal with uh, um, uh, McCarthy, who was the Speaker of the House at the time and later was booted by his own party, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been, like, even more, like, ticky-tacky, uh, you know, fighting, more or less, uh, between uh, Republican uh, Congress men and women who uh, don't want to support anything proposed by anyone who supported the stopgap bill. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, kind of that's might be another hurdle that a new farm bill has to get over who proposes it, who, uh, Ken, I was in such a good mood talking about planting my prairie. I was excited for my prairie to show up this summer. Don't Here you are the, just crapping on it, talking yeah. about government. And don't forget, those people are paid with our taxes. They are so. paid with our taxes. <laughs> look, thanks look, for going to thanks for going to work for us. I heard someone recently say that we need to start a, a new political party called the Rational Party instead of the ticky tacky argue over who voted on what in the past. And I don't like the way that you smell or the color of your hair, so I'm not going with you. Just have the rationality. Yeah. Party. Yep. And you know, another thing that the article mentioned that said could be a hurdle to like having a new farm bill to present to Congress to be passed is the committee that sits on it. Um, it mentioned three members of the committee, two Republican, one Democrat. And for the uh, farm bill committee. Right. The, the, uh, Two Republicans would like to see a uh, price increase, like a price reference increase for crop insurance for producers. So, you know, saying, oh, you lost those acres to flooding or to to whatever else, you know, 
is covered under crop insurance. Um, uh, we don't know cause we can't get it for, uh, um, you know what we grow. Yeah. But, but, um, uh, the, whatever the loss, whatever their, their chart is that determines how much <coughs> loss took place. Yeah. They want that reference chart to be increased. Oh, it used to cost in 2018 this much money to grow corn. Mm-hmm. And so when you lost corn, you lost this much. Now in 2024, you actually lost even more. And so the problem is then it shifts funding within the farm bill more in favor of that. And then funding comes out of other areas, you know, within the farm bill. It's not just like, Hey, let's increase everything. Yeah. And, uh, the, the democratic, uh, representative who's sitting on that, um, she is, uh, opposed to that. She does not want to see a price reference increase for crop insurance. Yeah. And uh, that's something I, you know, I agree with her on. So hmm. interesting. I don't, I, <coughs> I definitely don't mind crop insurance going up. I just would hate to see it at the cost of, yeah, other things. That's yeah. Like the, the ramp, the thousands of acres of ramifications that's going to Well, have. and I think that, I think that and this could be a huge can of worms. So, tread lightly and carry a big stick. Um, uh, I think that just like, so this isn't unique, but just like most other government programs attached to money and not, and non-government programs, homeowners insurance, right? People rip off homeowners insurance all the time. Yeah. You know, how, how do a lot of people get new roofs, siding and gutters? You know, salesman walking by. You, oh, and I, I know, I, I know of a company not in our local area. So if anyone local is listening to this, there's no one local is in a big city somewhere else that they paid. They would pay you fifteen dollars an hour. There's us college students. I didn't work there. Had some friends that worked there. Paid us fifteen bucks an hour. But if I could get a salesperson on the roof, they paid us twenty five dollars an hour. Hmm. So, and the whole thing was you'd sweep through places that hailstorms. And hey, can I can I go ahead and look at your roof? It looks like you got some hail damage. You go up there. Oh yeah, take pictures. Look at it. that's hail damage. Don't worry, your premium's not allowed to go up for hail damage. So we'll just charge your insurance company. Well, here we are. Ten years yeah. later, we're paying for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you own a house, you probably saw that your homeowner's insurance just went up. It's because of that. Yeah. Right. All. And, and obviously people get real damage done and they need to have it fixed, but yep. there's been a whole lot of, Oh, I really, there is a problem. Huh? We never knew. Well, yeah. sure. Yeah. I'll take new sighting, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, so my point is the same thing has happened with crop insurance. Like it's not, it's, it's going f- beyond what, yeah, you know what was intended with providing that, and uh, you know there's acre, acres that shouldn't be planted get planted. Those acres don't come up, and a check still gets cut. Uh, and Uncle Sam is the one who signs the check. Insurance is is kind of crazy because it's like like the amount. I mean, farm insurance is a little different because or crop insurance because it's subsidized. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yes, right. Yeah, homeowners insurance. Homeowners right. insurance. It, what's interesting about insurance is, is one, there used to never be insurance. Like in the <laughs> yeah. 1800s, if your building burned down, hopefully 
And this was the case in a lot of places. Your neighbors just stopped what they were doing and they helped you, you know. But yeah. and like Amish, I have a friend who grew up Amish. I've said this many times on the show. Their fam that that was the case. A barn burned down. Everybody dropped what they were doing. They helped rebuild the barn, you know, very quickly. Or you know, you moved in with your grandparents because your yeah. house burned down and and you need heat in the middle of winter. And the the community would that spring would build you a yeah. new house. And and that's what was that was insurance. But now you know insurance is like in many households is like a third of your gross revenue, just health insurance, homeowners insurance, yeah. car insurance, boom, yeah. a third of your income, 33% yeah. of your whole life's income could go to insurance. And I like insurance isn't a bad thing to do, but it's like slowly eaten away at everything. Like, well, and at some point it's going to become impractical and I'm not really blaming the insurance companies for this necessarily, but at some point, it's going to be impractical to continue to be insured. Now, people who have a mortgage, the bank is going to want you to be insured because mm -hmm. they don't want to give out huge chunks of money that, oh, well, it burned down. Sorry, yeah. I guess I have to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. You know? At some point, it's cheaper to just save up a few hundred dollars a month instead of pay $600 a month. Right. You know, right. Not that that's what it is, but... At, at some yeah, point. yeah, and so it'll be interesting how that works out long. But that's a whole new, yeah. You know, and I'm trying to prompt Nick to do one of his little uh, deep dive episodes Dude, on insurance. Insurance is complicated. I know it is, but man, would it be interesting? Because it's heavily involved with banks and the economy and uh, all the stuff Nick loves. All the stuff Nick literally listens to podcasts on every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do do that, but it, I'm not, I'm not a professional teacher. I don't know how to do it. So I could listen. We thousands of people listen to this podcast. I could accidentally say something wrong and and. And not that it would like change the world, but like all of a sudden, all these people, 400 are, people are pulling out on their insurance or going and buying different insurance. I have a, you know? I have a real quick story to relate to that as oh. we end this one. Yeah, yeah. So we used to live, uh, my wife and I, we used to live over in um, uh, Davenport, Iowa. And uh, one of the things that drove, because I didn't grow up in uh, Davenport, I grew up nearby in the Quad City area, but on the Illinois side of the river. And um, uh, one of the things that would, would just drive us crazy while we were there, no pun intended, was when we'd come up to a stop sign and, like, you would get there after somebody, the person would always wait for you to go. Like, even though they were there first, it's like, you know, the most Iowa nice thing uh, that you've ever seen, right? And, and like, it was, it was everywhere. And we were in a busy part of the town. So, we like, you know, we're coming across – thousands of different drivers and um uh we would still have this problem and finally i was like you know what i bet this is because we were really close to uh uh west davenport high school i was like i bet all these people here had the same driver's ed teacher who, <laughs> who probably who probably told them hey even though it's tech, you know just just be on the safe side just always wave the other person through and uh because it was just like everybody did it. It was like a cultural thing I'd never seen anywhere else. Anywhere else in Iowa, in places far nicer, people yeah. are far friendlier than people in Davenport. That That's nobody does that. But right there, you know what I mean. So that would that would be happening if you gave your false information. No, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to give false information. And money's complicated, so it's very easy to give false information. I mean, basically anyone at a very high level who talks to you about money is giving you false information to yep. some degree from my own understanding of it. Yep. Maybe I'm a fool and I just don't understand it. But, um, 
you know, with the car thing, my, that's my brother's pet peeve. He's a very logical, rational, not an expressive guy as much. Like I'm a very expressive guy. He's not like that. He gets livid if a car pulls up to a stop sign after him and waves him through. It's not my turn. Your turn. He just yeah. like starts yelling at him. And, I know. Uh, yeah. It's, he hates it, it slows down traffic. For yeah. Everybody. It, it, if there's a system, Play I heard this recently. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Yeah. So when you have a well-oiled machine, even if it's moving slowly, it it's fast. I don't think the I don't think the first word is slow, but I get I, I know the phrase that you're saying. Yeah, I can yeah. never remember it. Either. Um steady. Maybe that's what it is. No, steady. I I would just read it. It was a Facebook post from oh. a friend. They said slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So if that's from somewhere else, I don't. Anyway, hey, thanks for listening. We'll uh we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, see you guys.